Excellent. How are we all? Oh, thank you, Anna. Good. Good to be here again. Uh, it's been a while, uh, pre-COVID, I think. So uh, everyone enjoy COVID. Uh, I love that. Um, she was my phone, hun. Can I just have my phone for a minute? I love the words of that song that we did, Make Room. <clears throat> Shake up the ground of all my tradition. <laughs> did we really sing that? Uh, break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Uh, there's a great scripture. Uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, writes this. He says in um, Colossians chapter 1. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there if you like, because it's our keynote verse of the day. Always good to have a keynote verse. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 26 to 29. And it says this, this mystery, Paul's speaking to the church in Colossae, uh, he says, this mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time. There's a mystery that's been kept in the dark. It's talking about the Old Testament ways. It's talking about the old ways, the old ways of doing things. Uh, that's what's, uh, you know, it's been a long time where there's been some kind of mystery that's been kept uh, away from them. God wanted everyone. He says, but now it's out in the open. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing, the mystery is a nutshell, and in a nut, in a nutshell, is just this: Christ is in you. Christ is in you. So therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. Paul says. Christ is in you. Other versions will say Christ in you, the hope of glory. And there is a power. This, this message could change your life forever. If you haven't understood it completely before, this thought of Christ in you could change your life forever. You could be radically transformed by this one thought. Um, and I love it what Paul says. This is the substance of our message. It's like I could pray now and we could just all go home. It's like, wow, great preacher. But there's a widespread theology that we have to be somewhere, we have to go somewhere, we have to do something to get God's blessing on our life. And it's not true. I need to get someone's hands laid on me. I need to pay $100 for a bit of holy water sachet, you know, from uh, Jerusalem, you know what I mean? Um, if I give to this ministry or if I give to that ministry, then... I'm going to be blessed in this particular way. And Paul is speaking to a group of people who were very much following those ways because they had known Old Testament ways but were now walking in a whole New Testament life because Jesus had come and broken all that off, off them, well, supposedly broken that dynamic by dying on the cross for us and gave us access to God. And so when we talk about the presence of God or presence being uh, in a place somewhere, it's Old Testament. When we think about God being out there somewhere, it's Old Testament, even though God is out there, because God is everywhere. He is omnipresent. And so what we do is we think that when, when he says to draw near to him, then where do we draw near to? And we often think we've got to be somewhere. Some of you thought, I needed to get the presence of God this morning, so I'm going to go to church. 
No, that isn't right. You actually carry the presence of God in you. Christ in you. When you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Saviour, something radical has changed. So no longer are you looking outside of yourself for God. You are now looking within yourself and finding that in yourself you have a power. You have a presence. You have an anointing. You have something from God within you that you can tap into at any time. Anyone remember the guy by the name of Tony Stark? Tony Stark is also known as... That's right. Uh, Some of you may remember, if we go back a little bit further, Clark Kent. He was what? Superman. You can even go back further, I think. I'm not sure which was first, but you could even go back to Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is... Okay, so there is something of the power of God within you that now enables you and empowers you to step out of the natural and into the supernatural. There is a supernatural work that God has for your life. And so when you think that God is far removed from you, when you feel like God is not there with you, it's a lie. He's always with you. But somehow, someway, you've got to trigger your mind towards your heart and understand that as soon as you step into the God thing, right? Remember, Tony Stark had to step into a suit and he became someone completely different. Clark Kent had to step into a telephone box and put leotards on and then undies over his leotards and he became someone completely different. I wonder what it is that you've got to do to actually ignite and trigger that who is actually in you, for real. Far better than Clark Kent's got, what, what Clark Kent had. Far better than what Bruce Wayne had. I love what Craig said this morning about uh, God being good. And uh, that even that which is meant for evil. And I, I kind of, you know, I mean the whole Bruce Wayne thing, the whole Superman thing... Even the Iron Man thing was always fighting against evil. But they had a suit. We have God. And God is good. And that scripture, even that which is meant for evil, there are things that are going on in your life that are quite possibly evil. Our culture today could quite possibly be very dark and even described as evil. The things that we are beginning to believe within our cultural dynamics, not going to go into detail because we all have differing opinions in regards to how we see those things, but there is evil around us. But you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. How can you be? How can I be that? Well, because Christ is in you. The hope of glory. So there is a hope that we carry that takes us beyond hopelessness and despair. And if you're in hopelessness and despair today, let me tell you, there is something within you that can even out of despair and even out of hopelessness bring hope, bring purpose, and bring the promises of God. You usher in the promises of God. You want to know, well, what does it mean to be Christ in me? You usher in the promises of God. 33,000 promises in Scripture. 
supposedly. And every one of them's for you. And you actually carry it. There is substance in that. And you are the substance. So when you come into this place, you bring God with you. When you're reaching out with your hands lifted up, you're worshipping God who is not somewhere out there. He is right here, right now for you. That means you can step into every aspect of what God has for you at any given moment. That means you could be healed right now. That means there can be miracles that take place in your life right now. But it also means obedience. Oh, did we have to talk about obedience? I just want to do my own thing. Right? It means obedience. It means I can pray. It means, look, you can step into the presence of God with, uh, with, with boldness and confidence. I think, Craig, did you say that as well this morning? I mean, you said a lot of things already. It's amazing. But you can step into the presence of God with all boldness and with all confidence. Why? Because God is within. The, the, the veil was torn. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn. I now have complete access. What that means then is you can be prophetic. You can, you can carry the wisdom of God. You can carry the knowledge of God. You can be a carrier of his purposes. You can be a miracle worker yourself, but not take it on for yourself because you know, we don't get pride in that, but we want God to use us. And so we step out and we allow God to do something and watch God and see God do something. You know, I've witnessed it. I'd love it if that song said, I witness it. It's still going on. It's not something that's happened in the past. But actually, I witnessed it today. When, when uh, we were praying this morning, for this morning, to believe in God to bring signs and miracles, to bring the wonders of God. You know, uh, you know what a wonder is? I wonder why that happened. That's what a wonder is. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Just whatever God wants to do, he can do. And I'm giving my life to that. I'm giving my life to actually understanding what it is to have Christ in me, the hope of glory. And to be a conduit, to be a, an instrument, to be a vessel, allowing him to flow through me, Christ and me. So uh, Old Testament versus New Testament, it's a massive transition. And too often we get caught up in Old Testament. We've still got preachers today who preach Old Testament. And there's nothing wrong with preaching Old Testament because it's there for us it's to, to, uh, to, to uh, uh, remember stories, uh, Christian stories, b- biblical stories. Uh, to, you know, great stories, Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, all those stories are there for us to understand the faithfulness of God and how good God is. But boy, when Jesus came, everything changed. It seriously changed. So God was, in the Old Testament, he was with people. In the New Testament, God is now in people. All right, so when he was with people, Israelites are going through the wilderness. How did he appear? How did he show himself? Remember? He was a pillar of fire by night. That's where God was. He was a cloud by day. Uh, he was also in the, what was called the Ark of the Covenant. So he was always in a place. Right? And that's why our own human nature, we know that Christ is in us, but we kind of feel like we need to go somewhere to get something from God. Because we still have in our human nature this 
need to believe that there's a tangible something out there where God is. So when, I, when he says draw near to him, I'm looking elsewhere to find him when in actual fact, no, he's talking about in our own hearts, we're reaching out to him. In our own lives, we're reaching out to him. We're not, look, he's not on the stage right now. You know, he's not in the corner over there. We're not trying to find him in the corner. He's actually in you, the hope of glory. And so I kind of liken it to this uh, concept of this glass being like the place where God is and the water being God. So again, the cloud or the pillar of fire or the Ark of the Covenant was you know, was where God was, or, or Jerusalem, even the Samaritan woman, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman, even she said, you know, you Jews believe that the only place to worship is actually in Jerusalem. And Jesus dispelled all of that and said, well, there is coming a day. Remember, he hadn't died on the cross yet, but he said there is coming a day when, you, when waters, living waters will begin to well up within you, talking about the presence of God being in you. It was quite a radical thought at the time. So what basically, here's the illustration. This will change your life forever. You're ready for this? This is what God did. Cheers. Where is God? Christ in you. Christ is in you. Now, you think about that. The place is empty. The reality of Christ now is in you. Now, you think about what that means for you. Any Tony Starks in the room? Any Clark Kents in the room? Wonder Woman? Come on, think about it. Now, what does it mean for you? What can you tap into? We feel so hopeless. We feel so helpless. We feel so limited in our life. And yet you've got the living God in you. And what does, the, what does he do? What can God do? Anyone got any ideas? You can help me with this. What can God do? Come on. You don't have to put your hand up. Let's just, just yell it out. That's fine. Heal. Okay, you can heal. Right. Good. Awesome. What else? So Restore. Absolutely. Powerful. God wants to restore your life. He wants to take you from where you're at to a whole nother level. Sorry? Wisdom. Yeah, bring wisdom. What else? Saves? He saves. He saves. What? Joy. Anyone feel like they got a bit of joy this morning? Yeah. Joy. Where does joy come from? This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And if the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. Yeah. Anyone remember that song from the 1980s? What else? Yep. Anybody else? Come on, what else? What, what can God do? He can revive. He can restore. What? Amazing. Resurrect. Resurrect. The resurrection power of Christ is the same resurrection power that's available for you right here, right now, today. 
You are superhuman. You are supernatural. You are super beings. You have everything that you need. The greatness of God, the awesomeness of God, the powerfulness of God is available for you. And it's not for you to get something from outside to get that for you. It's already there. <laughs> You're looking like stunned mullets right now thinking, oh my gosh, this is kind of uh, intense, but... There is something that we've got to understand. Like Paul was so adamant, the Apostle Paul was so adamant in Scripture. He says this in Galatians 4. He says, When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, the Old Testament, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons and daughters. And because you are sons and daughters, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts and the spirit who calls out Abba, Father, so you are no longer a what? Yes. Yes, this changes everything. You're not a slave anymore. You're a son and a daughter of the Most High God. You're not just putting on a suit to be supernatural. You're actually born in it. That's why the word says you're born again. You're born again. You're a completely different creature. It's still you. still got your name. Uh, still who you are. But there is something, something far bigger than that. You are a son and a daughter. You have an inheritance from the Most High God. You are no longer a slave. Therefore, I'm no longer... A slave to what? And I'm no longer a slave to what? To worry. I know it's not part of that song, but I just thought I'd add a few more words in. I'm no longer a slave to anxiety. I'm no longer a slave to night nightmares. I'm no longer a slave to my limited abilities. I'm no longer a slave to that. You might have been offended. You're not a slave to it anymore. You might have been hurt. You're not a slave to it. And too often we become slaves and we never take on the full rights as a son and a daughter of the Most High God and we're missing out. And there's too many Christians today who are missing out on what God has for them. God says, I have plans for you, not to harm you or to hurt you, but to bring hope and to bring a future. Future, future, future. Some of you got this kind of thing going on where you got this... this uh, uh, death wish, where you kind of feel like, you know, I'm not going to live long. You're thinking that. You're thinking that, you know, because what happened to my, my parents or what happened to my grandparents, it's the same thing that's going to be happening to me. Uh, it's a, like a generational curse on your life. Let me tell you, there ain't no curse in you. You've got Christ in you. And too often we live under, think we're living under curses when we're actually living under Christ. Wow. I've got to write this stuff down. Because this is so important for us to get a handle on. For you, right here, right now, the revelation of God, 
for you is you don't have to live under what you've been living under because you're living under Christ. You don't have to live in your brokenness anymore. You don't have to live in your offense anymore. You don't have to live in your hurt anymore because you've got Christ in you. And what does Christ do? He restores. He revives. He, 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 uh, he brings life. I have come so that you might have life, life in all its fullness, the fullness of life. And by the way, with all that, you can still have bad things happen. With all that, you can feel like evil's all around you. With all of that, you can feel like you're in a difficult situation. But I've got Christ in me, therefore I have hope. I have Christ in me. I'm believing for a breakthrough. I've got Christ in me. I have everything that I need to see myself come out of and walk through this valley of death. I'm not staying in the valley. I'm walking through the valley. Okay, so how are you doing? How are you doing with all of that? Have you worked through things that you've needed to work through? Have you worked through your issues, current issues? Have you got yourself to a whole nother level in Christ because you know who you have in you? And it's a simple message, but if we could honestly get it, change your life forever. And you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. And too often it's not necessarily a heart problem, it's a mind problem. We've got our heart right, right? Because, you know, many of us have saved, many of us have given our lives to Christ. So our heart's right, but our head's not. Because Brent, we've, I've, I've had so many things happen to me, you wouldn't believe it. Okay. All right. But you've still got Christ in you. So what does that mean for you? And so out of your heart then, Christ in you, you are now transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so my mind is being renewed, and I'm allowing my mind to be renewed, which makes me what? Stronger. Which makes me able to tap into something of the greatness of God, the, 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 the completeness of God, and understand that I'm going to be okay. And maybe some of you need to hear that this morning. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Whatever it is you're going, you're going to get through it. Whatever you're going through, you're going to see a breakthrough. Whatever's going on in your world, God will restore you. He'll take what the locusts have stolen from you. That's biblical. It's a biblical principle. God will bring you back into all that he has for you. Even as a teenager, for some of you who used to remember the teenage years, when you were up at every old call, when you were saying, God, use me, when you were saying, God, I want to be, uh, I want to do whatever you want me to do, and then life happens, and we forget about the old calls, and we forget about the surrender, when we forget about Christ in us, because life's been tough. Well, I feel like I'm here this morning to say, hey, it's older call time. It's time again. And you might not, what, Brent, I'm not a teenager anymore. I'm a little bit more wiser. Well, yeah, wiser in what, though? Oh, yeah, but, oh, I've been through some pretty tough stuff. Okay, we know you have. We all have. I think we all have, to be honest. I think we could all say. I'm 58 years old, and, uh, you know, I've uh, 
been a Christian for a fairly long time. I gave my life to Jesus when I was about four years old. I've been in the one church, Annisbrook Church in Nelson, all my life. Uh, yep. Do I get out? Well, I'm here this weekend. You know, it's the first time, first time in 58 years. It's been fantastic. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just been the journey for me. And yeah, there have been times that have been tough. There have been offences that have, you know, I've had to deal with. There's been hurt. There's been pain. There's been anguish. But I have not allowed it to cloud uh, the purpose and plan for my life. And when you bring a cloud over the purpose and plan of God, you stop, you stop seeing what you're meant to be seeing. You stop looking at what you know you're meant to be looking at. And things begin to change in your life to the point where you surrender yourself to the normality of life when actually you've got something supernatural going on in you. And that supernatural work that's going on in you was not meant to be just for yourself. Supernatural work was to actually reach a broken people and a lost people for the kingdom of God, but we lose sight of that. We've got bills to pay. We've got things to, you know, that, that we have to do now that take us away from all of that. We even have belief systems that take us away from all of that, and yet our ultimate, ultimate aim as a Christian is to love God and to love people and to love people into the kingdom of God. So that's the purpose. The purpose of loving God and loving people is to build the kingdom of God. And for some of us, we've walked away from it when we knew, we know, we knew, we remember when we were called to it. And I want to encourage you this morning, what does this mean for you? We're all in different walks of life, so it's going to mean something different to, to every one of you. But you'll know that you'll know that God's speaking to you right now because you remember something. You remember the older calls. You remember those times. You remember those moments when you were sold out for him in such a way that nothing was going to stop you. But something has. Paul says, lay aside those hindrances the things that hinder us. And sometimes there's a song that we sang before and it was part of the laying, you know, the traditions and the religion and all that was making room for God. Making room for God. And I think too often we compartmentalize God into different rooms in our life and we say God's in that room, that room, and that room but he's not in this room, this room, and this room. We have God in this kind of world, but I'm struggling with my, my, my husband or I'm struggling with my wife, and we don't bring the God factor into that. And so there's a constant struggle that goes on. But I'm at church and I'm loving, I'm, I'm, even, in, I'm even on the worship team, right? And so there's this opening of doors that need to take place to realize that Christ is in you, so he's He's there, he's, in, he's, he's there, but he's a gentleman. You see, he invite, he's waiting for the invitation. He doesn't impose himself on you, so he's waiting for an invitation to come into that room. It might be a room that you know you've shut the door on that God needs to get into. And maybe this morning we make room for him. Anybody feel like they need to make room for him this morning? And with it comes, that's the obedience, 
The surrender is the obedience. And then the fruit of obedience is the blessing of God and the favor of God. Anybody need the blessing of God right now? Anyone need the favor of God right now? Well, there's probably a little bit of obedience that needs to happen in your life. And uh, that obedience is simply surrender. I'm surrendering everything to him. I'm making him Lord and Savior of my life. Well, Brent, I did that. I've done that. I think it's a work in progress, to be honest. Salvation. We work out our salvation pretty much daily. Yeah, I made a decision at some point. I remember at four years old giving my life to Jesus. Four years ago. Four, not four years ago. Four years of age. Four years of age. And there's been defining moments, defining moments, defining moments where I've had to continue to surrender. Even, even this year, there's been moments where I've had to surrender things again to God. So easy for, for me to pick up my own stuff. So easy for me to make idols out of things that take place of God when God is wanting all of me. So, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, the power of God, the anointing of God is here. I know it because it's not in this place. He's not in this place. He's in your heart and he's in your life. And he wants to bring resurrection power. But resurrection power requires an understanding of where I'm at and a surrender. Resurrection power comes after surrender. So, Father, I pray right now that there would be a surrendering. I surrender. I surrender. Father, we surrender to you. We hand over our life again to you. We take the rooms, the rooms are the places where we struggle. Rooms are, are the places that are, are still dark, that haven't yet got the light of Christ in those rooms. Rooms are the things that on a daily basis we're just constantly contending with. So Lord, we open those doors today. Come on, you can do that. Open the doors. Jesus, Jesus, I ask you to flood every aspect of my life. Come and bring a refreshing, come and revive, come and restore. Where there's been shackles, where where I've been bound, where I've been so held back, so limited. it at the foot of the cross. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. Your burden is heavy. His burden is light. Your burden is hard. His yoke is easy. Which means you can do it. Whatever you're contending with, Breakthrough that you need to see in your life. There's a strength that can come right now. Because Christ is in you. 
power that can come right now because Christ is in you. Power to change. Power to be transformed. A renewing of the mind that takes place. The Word of God becoming the platform and the foundation for your very, very soul. Anything that's meant for evil that's going on around your life right now, God can bring good out of it. God is a good God and He can bring good out of it. I pray for the good things of God, the restoration of good, the restoration of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for this morning. has got to be seen. So therefore, I really believe that the foundations are set for a reviving dynamic of our lives. I mean, that's what God has done this morning for many of you, is this revival. And it's not that it's an old school revival, it's just that God's doing something in your heart in your life and he wants to keep doing it he wants to keep showing up and he wants to keep showing up within you for others so I'm talking about not just a Sunday thing I'm talking about tomorrow I'm talking about when you go about your work tomorrow home life tomorrow school life tomorrow whatever it is that you're involved in that you carry a reviving spirit in you You've got to think, okay, and we, we actually do have to think this way. Okay, I step into it. I step into all that Christ has in me. I step into all that is available within me to be able to reach a lost and dying world. It doesn't mean that I start to blow and bash people or whatever. You may have the opportunity to do that. Praise God. But it may just simply be a smile. It may just simply be a, a hug. It may just simply be a be interested. Be interested in others. Sounds a bit too practical, but sometimes we've got to be taught this as Christians. Because often we want all of what we can get from God. But you've already got. So there's nothing more to get. Right? So forget that. And give. Be a giver. Be generous. Be a lover of souls. Get offended. Be hurt. And move on. Not be worried about that stuff. And I say that lightly, I know. Some of you need hours of counseling over that stuff. But, you know, get, a, get on with what we've been called to do. In Jesus' name. Everybody said. God bless you, everybody. Craig, Pastor Craig, so phenomenal. What a great couple. Seriously, I, I uh, look after a, a group of churches in the country and I get an opportunity every now and then to sneak out. 
of uh, my own kind of world and my own movement uh, and uh, be part of what's going on here, which is pretty exciting. Thank you to you and to Trinity for the incredible love that you show to us. And we love you guys, and we thank you for this last weekend. It's been, um, we've been going through a bit of a tough time, and uh, not just not in ministry life necessarily, but definitely in our own personal lives of things that have been taking place. And, and uh, we've just absolutely loved the reprieve. It was raining really badly, and some of you may know uh, our house got hit in August last year, and so we've been out of our house for the last nine months uh, with weather issues and things like that. And then this weekend, was another massive downpour, and uh, and so we've got people in Nelson that are concerned about our home and things like that. But um, it's been good to be up here and not worried about down there. And so uh, it's been a real blessing for us, perfect timing for us. And also, you know, we just call because God is, uh, yeah, as much as God is working in us, God is working in you. God is working in Craig and Trinity. And uh, so we just thank you, you guys, and we love you, and we thank you for having this opportunity today. Thank you. God bless.